Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels to short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are one minute late, listeners and viewers. We were just talking about our heights backstage. Very important stuff this morning. So dissecting that. Why don't you take a guess? Because you only see us sitting down, uh, viewers. How tall do you think Sarah and I are? I'd be curious to see what you think just from our faces. By the way, my height is always a topic of discussion. By the way, so those are because she's tiny. Oh oh, oh, yes. So but I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back with you. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So good morning. Tell us where you were joining us from. Uh, and then also let us know how tall you think we are. <laughs> That's our new roll call today. And we love word? seeing super fan Jeremy. You're Woo! here. We love seeing you here, Jeremy. And then next week you can guess how old we are. Well, Stella Ross got one of our heights, five seven. Five seven. We won't say who. We won't say who. We won't say who. I am thirty and six foot. Okay, thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> What's important to get the bed length? <laughs> we both fit on, on. Yeah, we both fit on beds. We yeah, fit we in hotel beds. beds. We our feet don't hang out at the bottom. Thirty and six foot. That's hilarious, Jeremy. Well, we love seeing everyone joining us. We've got Israel joining us. We've got North Bay Village. We've got a bunch of other countries. And last, I think we broke a record last show with so many different countries. Adele in Charleston. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, so that was amazing to see. And we just got some news backstage that, well, we're going to share this at the top of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should share it. I should share it. Well, I was excited. So Good Morning Hospitality (laughs) hit the official Apple podcast charts. At number 116, and they only do the top 200. So, thank you to all of you for listening. We're climbing the charts. Yes, for business news, by the way. So, we were uh, rated 116th po- top podcast for business news. I think it's pretty dope. It's amazing of the millions of podcasts out there, and we're up there at 116 with our crew. That Love is seeing right. Good morning, hospitality out there. So, congrats so- to everybody. Yeah, congrats for joining us. This is a lot of fun. Um, And of course, obviously, we try to keep it interesting. We want to talk about the topics that are obviously of of important, you know, things that you want to hear, but then also maybe some things that just kind of keep us like on our toes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so I, I agree with you. We love those headlines. We like things that keep us thinking and entertain us most importantly too. This is true. This is true. So um, that being said, why don't we go ahead and talk about some hotel topics? Let's do it. Okay. This is a big week for Miami. This is Huge like week. in yeah today. Right. Yes, today is today. the day. Why don't you tell what's happening today? Today is the day. Okay, so um, the brand new. Um, okay, it's actually it's not Miami, but, but our brand me. is. Yes, 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 exactly. Um, sorry, my caffeine hasn't kicked in yet, guys. You gotta forgive me. Um, brand new Fountain Blue. Um, is opening in Las Vegas today. So for those that are familiar with the Fontainebleau, obviously from Miami, um, it's opening in Las Vegas. This is a really fast, I actually did a little bit of a deep dive. I did not know this history, but 
it was originally um, scheduled to be built and I think probably launched in 2009. They mm -hmm. basically had about 75% of this property um, uh, built in 2009. Then obviously we all know there was an economic crash then, then they never were able to complete it. Different ownership happened. And then basically the original, if I'm correct, the mm -hmm. original people then ended up rebuying it back and um, in, in 2021. And here we are, 67 stories, 3,644 rooms, the brand Incredible. new Quantum Blue in Las Vegas. What do you opening, have to add to opening that? Opening today. And you nailed it as someone who's born and raised here in Miami and had my bar mitzvah at the Fontainebleau in Miami. No, you Beach did? Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a special place in my heart. Oh, you uh, fancy. Yeah. Well, you know, it was the Hilton Fontainebleau back there. And that's why I got started in hotels was because of that hotel. My dad was the attorney for that hotel. And so it because holds a special place. Because of your bar mitzvah? Place. Not my bar mitzvah. My dad was always there <laughs> no, and I was there. In the middle yes, of the bar mitzvah, you're like, I'm like, going to work I'm going to work. But kind of like that. And so it's a beautiful place. And if you have a chance right after this, go check out some of the photos from this place yeah. because it looks incredible. They brought some of that Miami lifestyle out mm -hmm. to Vegas. And the mass of this place is gigantic. 3,644 rooms. Yeah. Bananas. The one here in Miami Beach is the largest and it's 1,400 rooms. But this is almost triple the size. That's I don't even know how you manage a place that big. You Las Vegas guys are unreal. Do you, I have to say, I think for me, that's what's always so fast. I go to Vegas and I just sit there and I look around and I'm like trying to understand the operations of any of the properties there because it's so, I mean, the largest property I ever worked in probably had 225 rooms. Like I always mm -hmm. worked in properties that had about 200 to 225 yeah. rooms in larger cities, but like that is next level. Yes, the largest I've been was 800 rooms. And Ooh. what I found out, we're what talking to my friends out? at the Fontainebleau who okay. came from Vegas. They said, Steve, as you get bigger, it actually gets easier because you have more layers of people to be able to accomplish all the things that you want to do. Uh -huh. And so really, you're just kind of working departmental levels, department by department, having your meetings, yeah. making sure those guys are doing okay. And it actually seems like a little bit easier. But hey, I've never done it but I can visualize it a little bit. But uh, what I like seeing, I'm going to give a shout out to my home city is that they're bringing yeah. the brands out of Miami. Usually you see brands from New York come, or LA or Chicago come, come into come cities. In. Now the Miami yes. brands are heading out. So they have, I think, 36 restaurants and a lot of them nice. are Miami brands that they're bringing. So you're going to have some of that yeah. Miami sexiness and flashiness hitting the streets of Vegas. So I'm excited to see all that happening. And That's some friends cool. that are going to be there. Speaking of, and maybe we can figure out how to do this, but I'm going to be in your neck of the woods next week. We didn't talk about this behind the scenes, so we'll have to continue that conversation. But I'm going to be in Florida, in yeah. Hollywood. So we're definitely we'll going to meet out. up for sure. You're a short drive away. So if you're there, we got to meet up for sure. Yes, definitely. Okay. So um, continuing on our topics. Um, ooh, Frederica joining us from Italy. Um, this I thought was actually kind of funny. Uh, we've all worked in hotels. How many of us have had incidences where a guest loses something or they certainly like insist on losing or that they've lost something and it becomes like a whole big to do. So um, at the Ritz Hotel um, in Paris, mm -hmm. a guest, um, their ring went missing. And it, this ring, by the way, was worth about $800,000 
Yes, you so heard that just, right. Eight hundred thousand dollars on just your just shy finger. of a million dollars. Okay, mm -hmm. just shy because the million dollar one was just like a little bit too much out yeah. of the price range. But um, so basically, she lost her ring. She put it on the nightstand the night before, and then uh, couldn't find her ring. Um, where did they end up finding it, Steve? Well, and if you know, working in hotels, especially something like this, it's like red alert goes off. And I see Steven Sinclair saying, we know, found in Lost and Found. Yeah. No, it was not found in Lost and Found. <laughs> no, I actually, I have a story about a Rolex that I thought I was going to keep, but they came back on the last day no! and I was able to do it. So, but oh, this God. was found inside of a vacuum cleaner bag. So yep. imagine that going through all the vacuums, going through the vacuum bags, cutting those things open, looking through all the dirt and grossness to find the diamond and they found it. So the Ritz hotel ended up finding that bag or that, that <laughs> diamond in that vacuum bag. The, by the, by the way, I don't know that when I think about all the different items that people claim that to have lost, I don't know that anybody's gone to the extent of looking in the vacuum bags. Garbage. In I've done garbage a lot. I've done laundry, like going through all the yeah. dirty stuff in the yeah, laundry. I've, definitely, I've dug through some garbage that, not a proud moment, but that's what you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. like, Especially big ticket items like this. Cause it's, I've gone through it and it's, it's, you stole it. Like we didn't steal uh, your $800,000 ring. That's the first thought. Yeah. Right? Always, always, which is so fascinating to me. Um, look, is it to say that th things don't get stolen? Yeah. Things do get stolen. We, you, but I do feel like, and obviously it depends on the hotel, depends on where, but in general, it's like, it's not worth it. And, and the people that they're normally claiming are the ones that are stealing. I'm like, they're not doing that. Mm -hmm. That's not how that's happening. So I do feel like this is a bit of, oh, it's often found in their suitcase. This that's is true. correct. They get this home. They're like, oh, so sorry. I found it. And yeah. Antonio's. Good to see Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah. Let, but have I, you found anything? Because I have my story. This, uh, okay, maybe yeah, you, yeah, listeners, yeah, viewers, story. if you found something that you thought you were going to get in Lost Found or had a story like this. I was uh, working for Viceroy Hotels mm -hmm. and there was a woman and a lady sitting at a table, had a Rolex uh, there, left it. And we they didn't make a reservation. They were walk-ins and they weren't hotel guests. Okay. Oh, and oh. so part of that lost and found in a lot of hotels, you get to keep that item if no one yes. comes to find it after a certain amount of days. I think it's 90 yes. days. 90 days, 60, and 90 days, depending. So after the first couple of days, like, no, nah, they're going to come back and find it. And then it got to day 85. And then we had a countdown and lost and found it when Steve was getting this brand new blinged out Rolex. No. And on day 89 and a half at Stop like 10 it. p.m., they're like, hey, I think we left a Rolex at the hotel. I actually bought it for a client and she didn't know I had bought it for her. I thought I had given it to her and she didn't know she was receiving it. So we just left it there and I only found out. So I missed out on my Rolex that day, but I did turn it in and I didn't steal it. And we had it and we delivered it to them on that 89th and a half day. That's insane. Yeah. You could be a proud. Do you even know what the type of Rolex? No, we don't need to turn it to that. I thing. looked it up. It was a lot. Let's just say <laughs> it, was it was more than a regular one. What are the chances, by the way, that day 89 and a half, like right before the cutoff? I was pumped up and we had a oh. countdown going. We were ready. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe that you got everybody like that's just that's yep. insane. That is insane. Um, oh, yep. How often are they just trying to hotel guests are always trying to get some form of compensation just because they're disgruntled guests. Yeah. Yes. And Adele yeah. said under the cloth of the bottom of the safe. I've yeah. Seen that. There's so many different places that people could have 
you know, this, this person could have put her ring. Yep. But on the floor, <laughs> fell off her finger, got vacuumed up. Housekeeper just going about their day. Or was it more sinister and they actually did take it and then had to make up a story? No, I don't think the Ritz would do that. No, I don't think. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Well, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, well, I was working at the hotel. I don't know if you guys remember, but from several years ago, um, there was um, Lupito Nango. She was mm -hmm. up for a bunch of awards. It was the year that like she was just winning all these awards um, for and it was a I, it was before she won the Oscar and uh, she wore this famous um, pearl dress and the pearl dress went missing at my hotel. Mm. And I, and it was like all over the news. We had like news trucks, like outside in the back, etc. cetera. Um, and it was wild because I think the, the biggest thing was is um, the general manager went downstairs to meet with the police and not only went, did he go to meet with the police, but then TMZ was there. So it was very much the police were like hand in hand with TMZ to get breaking news of the story. Fast forward, the dress resurfaced. There's more details I don't need to share here, but it was this like whole thing of like, where did this dress go? And like people coming up with the story, like somebody took it and then they like climbed from one room to an, I'm like, nobody was scaling the outside of this hotel for this pearl dress. Like what? But <laughs> it's not behind you right there. I see something shining oh, behind oh, you. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Do, don't look behind me. <laughs> Obviously not. Oh, my gosh. No, I have no desire to take anything that belongs to anybody else. Um, anyway, yeah, that's a whole other world. There are stories for days. We, we might have to dedicate yes. a whole um, episode to, like, wild stories of, that happened. Yeah, you and I have got around. a lot of them. Yes, that's true. Okay, uh, let's move on to our next hotel topic here because we got some fun things to we, – we got, we got mm -hmm. more to cover. Um so I thought this was really interesting. Oh, and if Adele is still on, this is so your area, by the way. New hotels are um, have been ranked recently for their online reputation. Um, and this is interesting. So this company called uh, so SoSly. So have you are you familiar with this? I don't know. Um, S-O-C-I. Oh. Um, and they went a bit ahead and they rated hotel companies based on their online reputation and everything from like how um, often they responded to guest reviews and or complaints, the their genuineness in their responses. Fascinating. Top of the list, Hyatt and Hilton Garden Inn landed the top. But I think the part that I found the most interesting was they rated on a scale of 100 and they got the highest scores <laughs> At 69 out of 100. That is no bueno. <laughs> That's like bananas. To, I mean, look, if we're going to go on like the traditional like grading scale of what we did in school, I'm like, that's an F. Yeah, it's not good. And just to win and be like, we won and we got a 69 out of 100. <laughs> like, what, we did great. What about but they beat other? out other companies, yeah. right? Like Marriott yeah. six, got a 68. Intercontinental yeah. got a 68. And... uh you know, Weston 67. That's crazy. Um, Super 8. Last place, Super 8. Come on, Super 8. We 39. can help you out. 39. 39. So it's just amazing to see because now we all live in an online world. And so if we're not responding we quickly, you know, like I'm I'm not going to call out the hotel. You and I could talk offline because I want to learn this concierge stuff. I'm hoping my emails just went to junk mail. 
but I'm staying at a hotel for New Year's Eve and I've been writing to the concierge with no answer. So I'm going to call him today. No, say, hey, yeah, you need to call. I'm going to junk mail, but that's the kind of stuff. Maybe. That, you know, I'm doing everything they asked me to do. Yeah. And no one's responding to me. But I also see when we're responding to people's comments, I think that's a big one that they also yep. measure is okay. a lot of people just copy and paste. Like, thank you so much for your feedback. We'll let the team know. So, uh, fun fact, I actually used to respond to um, the TripAdvisor reviews of mm -hmm. one of my last properties that I worked at on behalf of the hotel, which was interesting because, like, I wasn't an official manager, like, but I would just, like, respond because they're like, oh, you're eloquent and you're good at responding. The joke is I will literally, I can apologize for anything. I will apologize for the sky being blue. Like, it's okay. And I, I mean it, but I'm also, like, whatever. So I would write all of these responses and every so often I'd have a little bit of fun with it. You know, somebody was complaining about the cost of sour cream being too expensive, <laughs> like on the room service menu. And I'm like, yep. well, I'm sorry that you found the price of the sour cream to be too expensive on the room service menu. <laughs> it's organic and handmade. Yes. That's why you didn't have to order it. In fact, I, there's I no said, caloric value. Anyway, but Adele, Adele's saying, uh, yes. you know, copy and paste is worse than no response. And she has yeah. some other comments here too. But Adele, I think you're right. Like, I would rather get a genuine response than seeing that oh, you're totally. copying and pasting the same thing to everybody because there's so many automated tools out there. Just even if you're using an automated tools, switch them up a little bit, make sure people feel like they're seeing because public responses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, it's again, it's, it's your brand. It's how you respond, being genuous about it. Also, I mean, I'm not saying to necessarily do it. It all depends on your brand, but I will say I've also been impressed by brands that, because we do know that people do write some pretty absurd yes. views. And so if you've got somebody that has a way to even craft a kind of like tongue in cheek response, mm -hmm carefully i do say this carefully because obviously you do want it to seem genuine but oh man when those can happen those zingers like i love that <laughs> i love that because some some reviews are just like really bro like why'd you leave your house like yes. especially <laughs> for some of these like smaller boutique mom and pop hotels i really feel for mm -hmm. they're putting all their energy into yep. that place and then you just have someone who's just in a bad mood and writes a scathing review, even though everything went really well, it can really hurt people out there. Yep. And then going back to Jeremy's comment from earlier, that's just that you've got that crowd. They're just looking for something free. That's true. And then I have a, a this is not part of our show notes here, but yeah, I no. saw it on LinkedIn the other day. Yes. Actually yesterday, a guy named David Goldstein posted about it, that he went to a restaurant. He was looking, he was in Seoul, South Korea, looking for yeah. a great restaurant to go to, reading all the reviews. And one really stood out because it had, 2,000 reviews, and he's like, wow, that's got to be great. Five stars, 2,000 reviews. I'm going there. And when he sat down at the table, the server came over and said, if you leave a five-star review now, I'll give you a free appetizer, right? Oh. And oh. so there was a whole comment section about that of like buying a review, right? And Ooh. I said, oh, I don't love that. I understand that the restaurant, I don't want to hate the player. Maybe you got to hate the game. I just but, want to know what the appetizer was. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like some dumplings. He said it was good, but he felt kind of like, oh, man, I came here I mean, out of all places because of this. I will give a five-star review for some mozzarella sticks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I said, look, maybe they can invite people back with a, yeah. a good, if they leave a good review, then you can invite them back and build your local base with a good free appetizer next time. But I like that. But pay it forward. 
Yeah, the pay it forward, right? A little something for being a good patron because it's always a squeaky wheel. Yeah, it the, is. the free stuff. That is for sure. That I mean, I don't even like to send a dish back if I don't like it. Like that's, but <laughs> people are, they have no problem sharing whatever the heck they, they feel. But it's true. Whew, it's true. It's, it's definitely interesting. Okay, travel topics. Let's keep this train moving. Let's do it. Found this fascinating. I, I definitely want to do more of a deep dive into this, and I will be. Mm -hmm. um, so it's come out that uh, 2024 might be the year of surprise travel, which is interesting. Um, the recent study that was done, I might have been, I believe, by, uh, by Hopper, um, more than half of travelers would pack their bags, head to the airport, and fly to an unknown destination. Oh, actually, it was, it was booking.com. Sorry. They found that, I mean, basically, people are ready to just go and 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 travel. Like they want to like, they don't want to even plan. It's like, tell me where we're like, I will find out where we're going when we get on the plane. What? What do you think about this? Well, oh, you don't like scary. It's a little scary to me. I used to like doing last minute trips where it was like, all right, where haven't I been? Like before I had kids, my wife and I was like, all right, we haven't been to this city. Let's yeah. go. And then yeah. we would land okay. hotel tonight at, find a random room done without planning. Just like we did yeah. on a Friday, we would show up at the airport Friday night and see where we're going. But not knowing where you're going is a little scary. Like right? not to hate on any cities or States, but there's certain places like I really wouldn't want to go to. If I knew it was like in a pool, like here's the top 25 places and you might end up at one of these and it's a discounted rate. I would do that. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Right. I would go. And I think my, my reason now it's so fascinating because of being a concierge for so long, I planned so many of other people's trips and I'm very lucky now that most 99% of the trips that I go on for, whether I'm working with a destination, whether I'm working with a hotel, they honestly plan the itinerary and half the time, even though they might send it to me the day before this, I'm like, Oh, I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, and I actually, I love that because I don't need, in my mind, and maybe it's the concierge brain of me that it's like knowing how well I would try to curate experiences for other people. I have this blind trust that I'm like, they're going to try to show me the best of the best of whatever that destination is. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just go in and I go in with no expectations. And almost every single time I'm blown away. Like, I mean, I remember ending up in Nicaragua. I got asked last minute, hey, do you want to go to Nicaragua? And I was Nica who? Um, kidding. I knew what Nicaragua was and where it was. But I, but I was like, Nicaragua was nowhere near on my list. Ended up being one of the most epic trips ever. I got to like, you know, hike a volcano. Like it was just, it was so cool. And it was because I kind of said yes to something that was last minute. Now, granted, I knew how to you pack. Knew, yes, and you knew where you were going. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this idea. of I, I do like it now. As I'm talking to you more, yes, oh, I would like some yeah. surprises if I knew some kind of parameters. No, well, yeah, I, yes. I mean, I would like to know so I'm not packing for, like, going to Mexico when I'm ending up in Antarctica. Yes. And listeners and viewers, right, if you're live, would you do this? Give us a little happy yeah. face or sad face emoji to let us know. Happy face Ooh. you go, sad face you don't want to oh, go. Oh, look at you with the emojis. Let's see, let's see who's going where. How but, 2024 of you. Oh, we got we to gotta do a little bit more deep dive into this. I think it could <laughs> be fun. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, definitely. So yeah, I think it's a cool trend. It's pretty awesome. Um, by the way, there are also even full businesses, travel agencies that it's like, uh, I forget the name of the one that they had talked about that literally you, you, you book 
a, a whole vacation with them. And then you find out whether it's the day before going to the airport, et cetera. I think it's pretty neat. So yeah. Giordani says she would do it. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of smiling faces. Coming through. Okay. Love that you guys like the emojis. Yeah. Let us know. That's a, that's a good one. All right. I think maybe, maybe we plan our own. We can surprise everybody and they can meet us somewhere for a live yeah, show. Maybe. I'm, I'm into it. Okay. Ooh, I thought this was kind of interesting. We got holiday travel. We are in the thick of things. We are in the, wait, what day of Hanukkah are we at? We are on, today's Seven? the sixth night, seventh night. Yeah, tomorrow's the last night. By the way, I have to say, I'm very proud that I have, I've gone to um, different Hanukkah parties and, and it's come up multiple times in conversation and every single time I have been correct on the night of Hanukkah that it was. I'm proud of you. I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of me too, actually. Um, but uh, with, you know, obviously we're here in the December holidays. You've got Christmas coming up. People have off, whether they're celebrating, et cetera. And, um, and people are traveling. By the way, before we get into this, we're going to talk about the worst U.S. airports for winter travel disruption. So if you're listening, um, I'm going to tell a quick story about how much it's going to cost, something is going to cost. But what do you think is the worst airport to travel through during the winter holidays, like through December? Like what has maybe the most delays? What do you think is at the top of this list? So tell us what you think. I'm flying. Um, I'm flying during this time. I'm a little nervous. No, no. Okay, wait. <laughs> so I was like debating on uh, a last minute trip to possibly go see my family in Pennsylvania. Allentown, Pennsylvania. It would be $5,000 to go from Los Angeles to Allentown in Comfort Plus or 4300 in first class. And I that was like, I love you bananas. guys. But not that much. It's insane. It's insane. So yeah, okay. So people are saying Chicago, Atlanta, LAX. Okay, you know, we don't need to make money. First of all, the the problem that LAX is, it's not necessarily having flights taking off. It's actually getting to the terminal because there are so many cars there you can miss your flight just trying to drive through the airport it's unbelievable i said it i said it okay so you guys have said some we said chicago atlanta lax kind of kind of chicago's a good one because they got some weird weather you want to um say a couple of the ones that are top of the list here well let's see i'm, I'm going through the article here i'm seeing denver I yes. don't know all the, the letters here. MCO is which one? Is that Orlando? Orlando. Oh, I can play this game with you. I'm good at yep. this game. Yeah. LAS. That's Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. DFW. DC. Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth. Oh right? my gosh. You were never a concierge booking. No, I never booked any of these. And JFK, I know, is New York. So we'll be yes. one of the nation's busiest airports this winter. Chicago. MDW. Mm -hmm. And Chicago, they're saying. So travelers should anticipate potential disruptions when flying out of Chicago. Dallas, um, Chicago Midway and Dallas Love Field and Dallas Fort Worth International also rank among the worst with anywhere from 20 to 25% of flights being disrupted. So even B now I thought these were fascinating BWI Baltimore, uh, which I find interesting because I don't know that it would be, I mean, I guess weather it's Baltimore is this interesting city that it's like, it, it kind of gets colder weather. It's kind of like the North, but it's not the North. It's kind of where I'm it, going. It, so I'm going to DC for New Year's Eve ooh, with the family. And I'm a little oh. nervous because I see that's kind of in that range. Yeah. We'll you need to watch out. Next week, I'm flying into also on this list, which I found surprising, Fort Lauderdale. I am flying into Fort Lauderdale next week. Yeah. So. You got to come on down to MIA. You come down to the Miami. 
Oh, to come on down this time. I know. Fort Lauderdale is good. I like it. It's a good airport, but it no, is. It's, it's very packed. It is packed. So that, wow, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a busy holiday season. I, and by the way, if people have not already bought their plane tickets, it is expensive. Yeah, I was shocked. A family of four. I don't even want to say the price because it's just nuts. Like I could, I, the whole hotel stay is cheaper than the flight. Uh, I believe that actually, I believe that. Did you tell your kids, sorry, you're not going to college. <laughs> so the, yeah, pretty much. So we're going to start selling some stuff. We're going to sell some Biscayne coffee to make up for yeah, all yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that mm. cough there. Yes. No, exactly. That's, I mean, it's definitely, it's some, it's crazy times. Okay. Wow. How have we already gone through so much of this I show? I don't know. I like hanging out with you. We're already at 30 minutes. Guys. I know. I like by. hanging out with you. I like hanging out with everybody online. It's like, it's a whole thing. Let's go to real time recap. What did you find out there? In the field. In so the I found world. one way different than normal. It was not a yeah. hotel, not a restaurant, not a vacation yeah. rental. This was a hardware store. So this oh. weekend, I was doing some DIY stuff in my place, which I am not great at. I started doing some how-to on TikTok, and I learned how to do a couple things, and I needed some Stop tools. It. Stop it. You didn't even watch YouTube. You watched TikTok. No, nope. I go to TikTok way better. I'm telling You're all the listeners out here, how-to videos on TikTok. Very okay, quick, efficient. And my daughter and I went over to the hardware store, told the guy what I wanted to do, and with a smile, I was like, oh, you should use this. And I was like showing me around, gave me all the tools yeah. I needed. I was like... Should I get this one? He's like, no, it's too expensive. You could do the same thing with this one and you're going to be on your way and answered all my questions. And we're like, really just amazing, you know, at Ace Hardware store. So usually I go to Home Depot or one of the big ones. Great. This is a small one in the neighborhood. Awesome. So it just shows you good hospitality, probing questions, giving me value. Awesome hospitality at the Ace Hardware store that. in Miami. It's so, and you know, that honestly is uh inspiration for my next book when i can sit down long enough to write it mm -hmm. um it's amazing where you can find wonderful hospitality in the most unusual places and i think that that's what's so cool about just the nature of hospitality it, it doesn't it's not limited to just hotels or restaurants um or but like you can really experience it everywhere which is why i love when we do our real-time recap because like yeah, and I go out looking for it now, thinking about the show. Oh, like, do oh, you? Yeah. You're like, I'm Where I'm on the hunt for some good hospitality. <laughs> Maybe not in that tone. Yeah, it's a little creepy. A little creepy. <laughs> You're like Sarah. That was a little bit too much. Rain it back in. I'm trying to think of uh, I. This is a little bit of a a, a separate thing, but a side note, um, a, a bit about how like the hospitality family or the hospitality world is like family. So bit of difference, but it was this reminder about like, it's again, it's how you make people feel. And I went on uh, Monday night, I was invited to a concierge uh, party, holiday party. So it's all the local concierge in Los Angeles. And I don't work at a hotel anymore, so I'm not technically part of this organization, but they so graciously were like, come on down. It's Studio 54 theme. And like walking in, it just like felt like coming back home. And all of these people, all of these concierge, and they all work at different hotels. One works at the Four Seasons. Somebody works at the Peninsula. Somebody works at the Viceroy. They work at the Marriott, whatever it is. And it's like, we were still able to come together. And then also all the different businesses. You've got, you know, the car rental companies, you've got the limousine companies, the tours, whatever. And it just like, it's this camaraderie and this like, 
And that to me is, I love that we are able to have that even in that organization, because then that just shows you that like hospitality is really running through our veins. And it was, it was so fun. And I felt like I like, I, I was back and reunited with my people. <laughs> Sounds yeah, so it's like we miss it too. I think we miss it. Like you miss that part of the second yeah. addiction oh, hospitality, 100%. especially being on the team. One hundred percent. I so miss going into um, a hotel and doing work. By the way, now everybody's going to be like, "You're looking for a job?" <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I told yeah. former bosses I would be a high maintenance hire. I got a, I got a really wild yeah, schedule. We have to let us do our podcast. You have to let us do our articles. You can't be blocked. I don't want a corporate marketing telling me to take it down. Oh my God. Uh, no, definitely not. So yeah, definitely interesting. That was, that was a weird, weird segue there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. That's, it's kind of cool. So as we wrap up, cause the time is a ticking mm-hmm. our hospitality quote for this segment. Would you like to read that? Absolutely. True hospitality is a delicate balance of warmth and form by mm-hmm. Sheila Ostrander. Beautiful quote. I love this because again, it's, what struck me with that is that it's obviously the warmth is how you're making people feel, mm-hmm. but then the form is you have to be consistent yep. because it's also, you're also a product. So it's an interesting balance that like you have to consistently knock it out of the park, consistently make people feel warm, special, etc. But you know, consistency requires a form. It does. And it requires training. And I keep telling hotel and hospitality companies, yes. keep focusing on training, keep yeah. investing in your team and it'll totally. pay off in rewards. 100%. Oh my gosh. We got all the warm and fuzzies so early in the morning. This is good. It's a good way to start the day. This is a good way. There's hello. There's a reason why we are 116 on the Apple podcast list. For That's right. Business news. Mic drop. So that being said, uh, please continue to support us. Also, the Monday crew. Um, if you uh, are on, if you listen to it, first of all, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Just help us like reach higher numbers. That would mean so so much. It's the season of giving support. Your friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I mean, we're gonna ask you. You all pause this episode if you're not watching live. Oh, subscribe. Yeah. Leave a comment, five stars. It's a big help, um, but only if you feel like we're giving value. We're not selling our reviews here, right, Sarah? I, I am. <laughs> That'll be five mozzarella sticks. Yes, five <laughs> mozzarella sticks and a free dumpling for anyone that gives a five-star review today. Wow, that is definitely some sort of Italian, Asian mix that I don't know if my stomach would Italian like. Italian, Asian fusion. I like it. Ooh, fancy. Oh, my gosh. Wow, we're not opening up a restaurant anytime soon, obviously. No. Okay. So that being said, fun episode, as always. I loved it. And uh, I'm excited to see you next week. We need to get us a sign-off here. So we need to work on that. Yeah, we do need to get us a sign-off. Like we can do, I don't know, something. Until next week, stay classy. Or some music. I don't know. Oh, oh, stay (laughs) Stay classy, San Diego. (laughs) Stay classy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay, we'll come up with that. Oh, we got some music on the background. Here we go. Will's playing um, with it. All right. Yeah. We'll sign off with some music today with our background team making it happen. Exactly. Thank you. See you guys next week. Woo!